Hey you, welcome to Nata with Neil, where each week I go over a blog post I've written in the past and analyze how my feelings have changed on topics like nature, love, relationships, politics, and many, many more. I hope you've been doing well, and I'm glad to have you for today's episode. In today's episode, I'll be reading a post titled Elemental Emotions, The Fire. This is the first collection of poems in a four-part series. Number one, Spark. I hardly notice it at first. It starts as a flicker, an ember that could burst into flame, but is still a hopeful glimmer. A familiar uncertainty returns. Should I kindle it or let it die? Is getting burnt better than the cold, dark emptiness inside? I'm ready to take a risk again, so I hold it close. I fuel it with expectations and dreams, with sweet words and sweet nothings. But from experience, I know to add a good dose of reality. Excessive expectations extinguish excellently. And I want this flame to grow. Number two, ardor. I'm completely warmed internally and externally. The flame is now a crackling fire that I enjoy visually and tactually. It requires much less effort when it is not just one kindling the fire and helping sustain it. A steady stream of affection, compromise and understanding feed it. The allure is strong and so much time is spent around it. The fruit of equal labor happily shared together. A brighter glow than expected from a fire its size because it lights a spark in everyone nearby. But soon other responsibilities take precedence over it. Spending time to keep it alive gets harder as the days go by. If the spark that created it did not have the right mix, the fire starts to get neglected, barely managing to stay alive on fading feelings. Number three, conflagration. Misunderstanding creeps in. The fire blazes brighter, clinging onto any emotion to keep it burning. Soon after comes anger, and now the fire roars, taking on a new personality at odds with what it was before. It is easier to dispense these emotions than the vulnerability and perseverance that is required to bring back the calmer sentiments of love and care. The raging inferno is indiscriminate, charring so rapidly things that took so much time to build and maintain. It is consuming and blinding, and if left unchecked, slowly begins to create something dark and smothering. The toxic smoke of hate that becomes more overpowering than the fire itself which is slowly dying out. 
hate manages to cloud every other feeling till the fire is nothing but embers and ash and all that you can sense is the noxious smog of loathing listen to past episodes of this podcast then you're probably somewhat aware of how much i think about nature and this elemental emotion series is just a manifestation of that obsession as i started immersing myself more and more in nature i noticed these parallels between the things that were present or occurred in nature to things that were happening in my life or the lives of people around me and i wanted to put those into words in a way that made sense to me not just then but even now but you may be thinking why start with fire or you may not be thinking about that but i'm going to answer it anyway The reason is that fire is probably one of the earliest discoveries attributed to the human species. It was something that was not readily available to us in nature that we found a way to make because we needed it. And to historians or scientists that signals some sort of awareness or forethought or just, you know, development that probably instigated the evolution of our species and gave us the opportunity to do a lot of things that we may not have done before like stay up in the night um it probably helped us with agriculture to form communities and various other things but the more interesting thing is how intricately fire has been incorporated into our everyday lives in ways that we may not even notice on a daily basis for example the sun obviously that's like a you know evident choice but your car the electricity that powers everything you use how you cook how you light a candle or a fire to roast some marshmallows or have some aromatherapy or whatever it is it's so ingrained in our lives that sometimes we hardly even notice it and while there are a lot of these tangible ways to notice fire fire is also associated to all the emotions that i've described in these poems whether it is the spark of new interest or the cozy warm feeling of knowing someone um or being in a comfortable space in your life or the more negative emotions like hate or anger or obsession that can be so consuming and can go out of control so easily that's the reason i decided to start with fire because it also <laughs> honestly provided a great starting point for this 
running theme that I wanted through the series, which is like portraying a relationship through these different phases, like of elements, right? These different states that elements can embody, and how a relationship can also have those same parallels. So let's start dissecting these poems one by one, right? The first one is Spark, which is the start of something new. Interest in someone or something that you may not have had before or may not have had in a long time. And that is exciting. But at the same time, you may not know how to make that grow into something more either because you've never had to you don't have the knowledge that that requires kindling or you have uh, been burned in the past or you don't have the right resources at that moment to actually dedicate for that that interest or passion or hobby or person and what I like especially in the poem is the line excessive expectations extinguish excellently the reason for that is while we think that putting in some effort is the only way to make sure the spark doesn't go out putting in too much is also not great Especially in the context of a a relationship or a hobby or something that you're trying for the first time, expecting a lot from it is probably going to be counterproductive because you are putting all these expectations on something that's not even fully tangible yet. And that is never great. Growing up, A spark was associated to so many different memories and emotions for me. The spark of, you know, during family barbecues, uh, my dad and my uncles trying to light the barbecue coals, you know, with a newspaper or a small flame and this and that, like blowing on it so that it would... Uh, catch on to the other pieces of coal. Another memory that I have is of holding a candle on special masses at the church, which reminds me, this is Easter Sunday. So for anyone out there celebrating Easter, I hope you have a wonderful celebration. Um, I know that Easter is also always associated to like warm feelings or like, you know, warmth, whether it is because of the religious context of it or just the season that it occurs in. But I remember like holding those candles and trying to keep that candle alight. And those bring up very specific emotions and a range of emotions sometimes from me of being impatient or being uh, very focused on that flame at a certain point and how I would notice when I breathe 
how it would affect the flame, how it would move with every inhale and exhale. So a spark is a very delicate thing. It's something that requires care, but not too much either. You need to find the balance. And when you find the right balance, you can grow it into a fire. And that takes us into the next poem. The fire that brings us warmth and coziness and a feeling of comfort. Primarily because it's something that we can control. It's this thing that we know has the power to be chaotic. You know, fire has this potential to be so destructive. But being able to control it gives us some sort of comfort. But also... You know, for a lot of people, it is attributed or connected to a lot of really nice memories. Whether it is having a nice campfire. Again, growing up, we would take camping trips and I would love that point in the night where we would create a big campfire and all of us would sit around it and play games and talk. That was really magical. Whether it's controlled fire in the form of fireworks, which are almost quintessentially associated to celebration. I know there's also like the gender reveal party nonsense, um, which hopefully after all of the big issues that have happened about that, people have managed to calm down on those things but um, yeah controlled fire whether it's sitting around a fireplace on a cold winter's night roasting marshmallows on an open flame okay that I think that's a line from a Christmas carol Um, but you know fire that's the next phase and when you think about that with relationships it's about being comfortable with someone else Feeling, being in that love bubble where you feel you know each other and hopefully you all are putting equal, equal effort into the relationship. Now, I know that I have stated in the past that you don't need someone else to fulfill your life and I stand by that. You can uh, maintain a fire all by yourself if that fire is meant to keep you warm. But if it's meant to keep two people warm, obviously you need two people putting effort into it. If just you are putting effort into it, it's not going to be enough. Or you're not going to be able to think about all the things that the other does the other person want it to be hotter or warm or cooler, right? You need the other person to be part of that process. And I will say that Make sure you have a fire for yourself, but if someone else can add warmth to that fire that's like beneficial to your life, then let those people in because that's never a bad thing. But if that fire of that relationship was started on not the best grounds, if what is fueling that fire are empty things, you know, for example, if you, if a fire is, um, if you started a fire on newspaper, that's going to run out really quickly. And it's going to have more fumes and stuff that you can't bear. 
but if you start it with good wood it's going to last longer and be more stable and more comforting and have nicer scents so it's not just about having the fire in the life but also making sure that what's fueling that fire is something that's solid and good and makes sense to sustain it for a long period of time because if not then that fire is going to go out and it the best case scenario is it goes out and you all go your separate ways but the worst case scenario takes us into conflagration where the negative emotions start to fuel that fire right it's almost at its embers but then anger and hate or jealousy mistrust and misunderstanding all creep in and start to fan the flames and then it grows and now people are just so focused on their experience of that fire that how they want it to be that it goes out of control and then it consumes everyone that's associated now obviously in my life at least you know tangibly or like literally i've not experienced uncontrollable fires um i know there are plenty of people especially in the us that are regularly affected by forest fires and you know hopefully we can figure out ways to combat that in the future but there's also volcanoes and stuff right where which are like uncontrollable things you you can only predict them to a certain degree but when a volcano erupts there's no telling what can happen case in point pompeii right like okay they probably didn't have predictions at that point but still a large civilization was affected by fire and i love that multifaceted nature of this element and all the elements that on one hand it can be this small delicate thing that you're struggling to keep alive to a wonderfully stable thing that you enjoy and people can connect around to this immensely uncontrollable chaotic thing that proves how little power we have over nature sometimes so conflagration is that phase of a relationship where all the negative elements take hold where it becomes something that you cannot control because you haven't tried to keep it in moderation and it's gone to a place that cannot be handled by one person or two person or even multiple people and it evolves into this thick smog of hate of loathing and suffocates everyone that's involved till you have to leave you know you have to let it go you have to move on so that's why i wanted to explore fire and explore it specifically this way again like i said even though i have described it through the lens of a relationship you may be able to relate through it, to it in a completely different way and that's amazing and i'm glad that you are able to do that because i want it to be open to interpretation i want you to be able to think about this in a context that makes sense to you so with that 
I will end this podcast with a question. When you think of fire, what thought, memory or emotion is ignited in you? What does it make you feel when you think about a flame or a fire or heat or light? That's all I had for today. I really appreciate you spending this time with me. I hope you have a great week ahead and I will see you again next time.